Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today, I am so excited to be talking with one of my all-time favorite YouTubers, Sky Cowens. She is such an inspiration. She is living her best life on YouTube, covering some of the coolest people, some of the coolest ideas. And when I found her channel about two years ago, I binge watched so many of her videos. Things like breath work, witchcraft, exploring people who live kind of in these alternative lifestyles, bhakti yoga. Sky's gone to so many amazing places and talked to so many amazing people. So I was thrilled when she agreed to come on the podcast. So today we talk about her journey to becoming a YouTuber. We talk about how she kind of got her start in journalism, morphed over to BuzzFeed, and then of course now is a full-time YouTube content creator. We talk about how she found her spiritual path through yoga, and just the total metamorphosis her YouTube channel has taken. Sky talks about her most challenging and favorite videos, and how she's developing healthy relationships with her emotions, and even how some of the videos that she has created have helped her along that path. We talk about some of her most recent videos where she's been exploring witchcraft with pro-witches, how her family has supported her journey, and also manifestation, magnetizing your reality, and how you can train your subconscious mind. She's done some mindset coaching videos, so we talk about her mindset coaching and how she's beating burnout in a content creation world. This interview was one I was so excited to get the chance to do because Sky is just such a light. She just really lights up the entire conversation. Now, Sky is a video creator who explores the world of wellness, spirituality, and alternative lifestyle on her YouTube channel, Sky Life. Sky follows her curiosity and shares what she learns along the way through documentary style videos. If you have not checked out her videos, I'm going to include a couple of my absolute favorites in the episode notes below. You've got to go check them out. She has just this beautiful, raw, authentic way of presenting this content that really makes it impossible to look away. You can find Sky on her Instagram channel, as well as her YouTube and her Patreon, where she uploads more unfiltered, raw interviews, long-form videos for an incredibly low cost every month. I highly recommend if you become a fan of hers that you go over to her Patreon and support her that way. It was just such my pleasure to be able to speak with Sky, and so please Join me in welcoming Sky Cowens to the Light Within podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh, so first things first, it's what I ask every guest. Um, what ignites your light within? Ooh, what ignites my light within? I get so fired up when I am around human beings who are fully expressed. I love witnessing people who are fully themselves 
and unapologetic about their expression of who they are. And that ignites my soul within to do the same. And it makes me so excited about life and it inspires me to be in, in my full expression. So that's sort of what I love being around and the types of stories I love to tell. And I love that you ended on the that note, the stories that you love to tell. Can you talk about you know, who you are for those who might not know you and kind of how you got your start? Totally. So my name is Sky, and I have a YouTube channel called Sky Life where I explore wellness, spirituality, and alternative lifestyle. And I make mini doc style videos on my YouTube channel that really just allow me to follow my curiosity and share what I learned along the way. So I actually started making videos in high school. I loved all of the media classes and I had a talk show in high school and I was always editing and it was cool because it was also in conjunction with the local news station of the tiny town that I grew up in. <laughs> and so we got to go into the local cable station and use their equipment. And that was like such a gift for me because that was really how all of this started. And then I studied broadcast journalism in college. I was studying news reporting and interned at news stations. And then um, I, you know, got more interested in digital media and was, of course, really passionate about health and well-being and yoga. I was a yoga teacher. I am a yoga teacher. I don't really teach that much anymore, but I taught a lot in college. So I interned at Yoga Journal in the digital media department. And then when I graduated college, I was super lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I hardcore followed my intuition, which took me to LA. And that is where I, you know, I came with no plan and I ended up working as an intern and then a fellow at BuzzFeed making videos. And that was sort of boot camp for me in content creation for YouTube. Um, and then I started my channel on the side while I was working for a YouTuber and a fitness brand. And now here I am doing it full time, which is so amazing that that like it's crazy that this is my reality now because it really does feel like I, I somehow created it, which we, we all are creating our realities all the time. And I love it. I found your YouTube channel probably two years ago. And what I have noticed is such a metamorphosis between some of the more mainstream wellness trends that you were talking about in the beginning versus now where you're very much more into like the energy vortexes and um, obviously a bunch of uh, witchcraft with Mia Magic. How has or has your journey through your YouTube videos impacted your spiritual journey or was it you know, one before the other? Were, were you awakening spiritually and then decided to do these videos or kind of was it you met these people and then you're like, I'm awakening now? Wow, that's such a good question. Well, I'll say that the spiritual path for me really started with yoga mm -hmm. because I started yoga for the physical benefits. I didn't even know <laughs> about the spiritual benefits, which is, I think, oh, for a lot of people who find yoga in America, like Western mm -hmm. yoga is a lot more fitness based. And, and that was my path. And I think that's beautiful, because now that it, yoga has become more trendy, and more mainstream, it's a gateway to for, for people to find a spiritual path. And it makes it more accessible. So I found yoga in high school. And 
it really did lead me down this path of like, wait, what is happening? Like all of a sudden I'm, I'm really getting in touch with myself in a completely different way that I had never experienced after practicing consistently. So, uh, but, but when I started my channel, like I was, I, I was not at that point, like deep in the spiritual path. Like it was sort of just something I was dipping my toe into and it was happening almost subconsciously. And then when I started my YouTube channel, yes, I was more interested in uncovering the science and research around health and wellness trends and topics. And I was super science-based, like was reading scientific literature, literature and had my research assistants who were usually like very well-versed in reading scientific literature. I would usually like hire pre-med students to do research reports for me. So like I had somebody who was fact-checking and like really good at reading um, studies and I was just very curious about all these wellness trends, like what is the science behind them? And I did that for a long time on the channel, but I was always interested in spirituality. Um, but it became something that I just got, I was more excited about making those videos o over time. So I found that it was almost like the, just looking at the science was so, it became so limited or it it wasn't fun anymore because I kept coming up against the same conclusion it was like okay we're always going to need more research there's always flaws in research there's like research is amazing we can learn a lot but we always want to see more where there's always flaws there's always other interests involved like our 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 science system in in the west is so dogmatic like it's not even that objective at this point like it's it was just I don't know, it got kind of boring and it got kind of like, I got disillusioned. And so I was like, well, actually it seems a little more exciting for me to just go down this other rabbit hole. <laughs> all these other topics are way more fun and exciting to me. So let me see what this is all about. Because I really had started the channel following my curiosity and that has been the through line through the whole time. And that's up until now that that's continuing, continues to drive me. So I just became more curious about all of these fringe topics like witchcraft and UFOs and and then the spiritual path and energy vortexes and these interesting humans. And I feel that it has. And so I like I don't even know what spiritual awakening really means still. But like I know that it's sort of happening like for me, so, but I don't even know what it is. So I'm like I'm still on this exploration of what that means through all the videos I create and all the topics I'm covering. So I think that the channel has been like a massive, it's played a huge role in how I've unfolded in my spiritual path and just how I've, I see the world as a human being because with every video I learn so much and it's fantastic because then I get to see like new perspectives and see the world through others people's lenses and then through my experience I'm like opened up to a whole new reality and then it's just for me been so beautiful because um learning and curiosity are sort of like the driving force of my life at this point and I actually have seen um I was doing research on blue zones which are the areas of the world where humans are living the longest healthiest lives and there is a very um, interesting pattern. And there's a lot of patterns with these, with these people who are living very long lives. And one is lifelong learning. Um, and I think lifelong learning really does, you know, boost our longevity. And it's one of the reasons why that also it ties in as well to like, I just want the world to be healthier. That's like part of the mission. 
So curiosity, lifelong learning, if I can spread that, that is contributing to the world becoming healthier. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I think your channel is all those things and more because I'm trying to think back to the ones that I saw earliest. I know I saw when you did Wim Hof and then you like went to Wim's, Mm -hmm. I mean, retreat or his, or his spot. I mean, that was just the coolest shit. And, and that was just probably one of the ones that I really liked off the top. Which ones have you really um, felt like made the most impact on you? Were there ones that stand out as like your favorites? Were there ones videos that were the hardest? Mm, Yeah. I mean, that was definitely one of the hardest videos I've ever made in terms of the actual physical challenge we were going through and all of the unexpected emotional stuff it brought up for me, which I think is super important to mention because I was with a group of all men and I didn't at the time necessarily understand like how to be in my emotions, like around this group of guys, like, cause I wanted to do the challenge, which I did. Like I fully was in it. But at the same time, what I realized after the fact is like, be when you are in that type of real challenge in nature, like it's going to bring up internal stuff. Like when you're faced with like deep physical fears of like dying in the cold, (laughs) because I literally on that mountain was like, am I going to die today? Like (laughs) um, it was that intense. Like it was the level of intensity was extreme. And when that is happening physically, like I had this, I had so many moments of like facing a bunch of internal fears and um, that was super challenging for in all ways, just the entire experience of being with, with women, what he had us do. And then after the facts, like pouring my vulnerability out in front of the internet and creating a video that I was like, and that's challenging with every video because I do have this sort of, um, commitment to myself to be very authentic and, and vulnerable and real in my videos. And that can be challenging sometimes because it, it's every time super scary to press upload and be like, shit, well, <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people, I don't know how people are going to respond. Like, is this a mistake? Should I be this should I be pouring myself out like this? I cry in so many of my videos. Like people are going to think I'm a crybaby. Like, but fuck that. Like what I've realized is that emotions are part of being human. And when we actually understand that and are not afraid of them, we understand that it's okay to express our emotions. And when we get, when we let the emotions move through us, then they don't have power. It's when we resist and we're like pushing them away. Like I'm not supposed to feel this. I'm not supposed to feel this. Then that builds up in the body. And that creates long-term disease in the body. And I have found that developing a healthy relation with expressing my emotions and, and being, you know, like being able to put it out there, it actually helps me to, uh, yeah, I think have more strength with like when I come up against that. So that was 100% one of the most challenging videos. And then in terms of other ones, that uh, have really like made a difference in my life. I mean, I just love, I I love being around super interesting humans. So I did one at this, 
at Bhakti Fest, which Bhakti Yoga has had like a huge impact on me. Singing mantras and chanting has like changed my meditation practice. So I went to this festival and I did a video there. And that was one of the most fun videos to make because I just did that as an experiment. And it ended up being, I think, one of my favorite videos and one of the best performing on the channel. You know, I hadn't done a video where it was just me and my vlog camera, like asking people questions. And it was so fun to make. And I think I shot I shot that in one weekend and edited it in like two days. Mm. And it's like one of my favorite videos. Um, And yeah, I'm just I've always like testing new ways to create. And I think I'm at this point right now as well. It's like this transition that I'm going through. I always I feel like we all I don't know if this is just me. But I feel like me and like a lot of people I talk to are like, we're always like going through transition because we're always evolving, you know, but I really feel that like the channel is about to really evolve and it's going to be a lot more focused on, um, yeah, like spending time with, with really fascinating people. Mm. Well, I'm here for that. Um, (laughs) and I think you've already been spending time with some pretty fascinating people to me. Like the Mia magic yeah. stuff is I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's why I joined your Patreon. I was like, hell yes, oh, yeah. bring that on. I had originally found her through her YouTube and like her, her magical world YouTube series where she was like in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me is super fascinating. And you've been doing so much with her recently on your channel. So I'd love to talk to you about sort of just how, your own exploration of, of witchcraft, you know, even when you were talking to like the the real Salem witches, how that has transformed your own personal life. Yeah, totally. It's so crazy because yeah, I've been doing so much witchcraft content recently. And actually I think I'm going to take a break and I'll probably wait to October to do any more. Cause it was like, wait, all of a sudden I'm doing like so many videos about it, but I think it was because I was just really in it and super curious about it. Um, and now I'm, I'm more interested in, in using that practice for myself and not really like documenting it as much. Cause I've only been just documenting it and I would rather like take some time to actually explore the craft like privately mm-hmm. and then maybe revisit witchcraft content around, you know, spooky season. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. So I grew up in Beverly, Massachusetts, which is next to Salem. So I remember being a little girl and we would go on field trips to Salem and learn about the Salem witch trials. That was a huge part of, you know, school. And then um, I would go to the witch stores with my aunts and I was super fascinated in witchcraft. And I remember I got a cloak when I was little. I was like eight years old and I got this cloak in one of the witch stores. and I thought it was so cool. I think I wore it to school and then got made fun of. So I stopped wearing it. And then I used to like try and be psychic for my, like with kids at school. I'm like, I'm going to tell you your future. And then I, um, I, I was playing around with pendulums and Ouija boards and like it, but it was all just fun. I didn't understand. And then I think I got afraid of it just because of the way witches are portrayed in the media and like watching scary shows like mm-hmm. about witches and movies. And my brother also has like, a, I mean, when he was little, he was deeply afraid of witches. We couldn't even say the word witch at home. And I think that's, you know, that's the case for so many people like watch these movies growing up and they're like, ah, witches are evil. And um, I've learned through actually studying the history now through these videos, because 
you know, I, it's important to me when I make videos, I, I understand like the history and, and incorporate that. And so I've learned like where a lot of that comes from. And it's crazy um, to see like how the oppression of witches was just a way to gain um, religious power mm-hmm. uh, for the for the Christian church to gain religious power over other belief systems. And it goes back really it goes back a long time. And then there was the burning times in Europe and and the um, mass persecution persecution of witches, 80 percent of whom were women mm-hmm. during that time. And then the Salem witch trials, of course, are very famous. Um, and that was more about land disputes and just gaining ownership over land. But again, most of the people accused were single women. And yeah, it's just and then the the way that Hollywood interprets and portrays the witch is all like tied into this narrative. And um, and so I I think now like re-exploring witchcraft as an adult has been very empowering for me because it's a way to connect with my innate childhood curiosity, this like intuition I had when I was little and then like reclaim my power as a woman because I've you know (laughs) I've definitely in so many ways like just not even understood like my my connection to the natural my power I think women for some reason like they're witches can be uh, male female gender non-conforming like which is not you don't have to be a woman to be a witch but I feel that there's something about women reclaiming that title because women have, I mean, our, our hormonal cycles connected to the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Like our, our periods, our, our bodies are literally when in harmony synced with the moon and synced with nature. Men are on a 24 hour circadian rhythm clock. And then women have the intradian rhythm, which is aligned with the natural world. So we sort of have this like biological connection to nature built into us. And witchcraft is about using the elements and understanding our connection to the natural world and the language of the universe. And so it's been really empowering for me to un- to start to understand that and work with that and reclaim that, that power and wisdom. And um, Mia always says that witch just means wise. And so witchcraft is literally the crafting of our wisdom. Um, and so it's been really amazing because as I've made all these videos about witchcraft and I've been exploring this, I really have seen major results. Like I've <laughs> seen it working. It's crazy how, um, and not just for me, but like people in my community who I've met through the videos, we did a witch school coven um, with people from my community, like they're getting these crazy results and stories. I've, it's, I mean, it's opened up a whole new world to me. So, and, and what I've understood and learned about witchcraft is especially the way Mia teaches the craft, because there's so many different ways to practice, mm-hmm. but the way that Mia teaches is really understanding your subconscious, your psyche, and those limiting beliefs that, maybe we're not aware of and bringing them to awareness and then actually using that as like a tool to rewrite your story. So that is incredible because it puts you in the driver's seat. It's like, no, life can be happening for me and not to me. And it takes you into a position of power again, which I think for me has been really important. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to explore it more like just for my per for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've been making lots of videos about it, mainly because the, you know, one, it's super exciting. I love exploring it. And there's so much to explore in this in this realm. 
And because the community and the uh, the audience and the comments are like, oh my God, more, more, more. Mm -hmm. And I are deeply resonating with this and I want to deliver content that people want to see. So yeah. Um, but damn, yeah, it's all crazy. If we think about where we are now, 2021, it's like, okay, like the history of humanity, what's gotten lost along the way? Like all of this is just ancient wisdom that's been lost for some of the reasons I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say one thing that I really love about the witch content is also how you've brought in your family. So you mentioned your brother mm -hmm. who was terrified of witches and he like <laughs> met Mia. I loved that video. And then I just watched the video that you posted about um, your witch school experience and your little brother was doing your ritual with you, which was like the <laughs> cutest thing. So I, I love that you're, you know, for the masses turn, turning people onto these, um, other ideas, but also for your family too. How does your family feel about all the weird shit that you're up to? <laughs> it's so cool because I think I credit who I am to my family, like my parents, my grandparents. I think that I, that happened, that came up really big. when I did this video with me, it was a money spell video. And I, she was having me acknowledge myself in the mirror and I literally couldn't do it because I was like, how do I acknowledge myself when I know that I am just a result of my family and how I grew up? Because none of us decide the lives we're born into, maybe on a soul level. Like, I don't know what goes on, soul contracts, blah, blah, blah. I have no clue. But like on a human level, we just kind of like land in these bodies in these random situations and like we don't really choose. So I am so grateful for having such amazing open minded parents and um, my grandparents were super cool and open-minded. And like, I think I get a lot of my open-mindedness and curiosity from my family. So the, the, um, like looking at myself in the mirror thing that Mia was having me do and acknowledge, I was like, how do I, I can't do that because it's not me. It's a result of the people I've been surrounded by. And so, um, it's amazing because my, you know, being able to share this information with my family, I think it really has had an impact on them. And it's, it's weird because, okay, the Wim Hof stuff, like, that's actually really weird what happened with that. Like, okay, I didn't tell my parents about that because I didn't want them to worry. Like, some of the stuff I do, I just don't tell them because I'm like, uh, I know they're really going to worry about me if I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to Poland to, like, <laughs> climb a mountain in my shorts. Like, don't worry. I, I didn't tell them. Um, <laughs> I told them, like, sort of a little bit about what I was doing. But what's interesting is my dad started doing – so we are – um we're from Boston, Massachusetts, Beverly, as I said, and he started swimming in the ocean in the summertime, like every night he'd go for a swim. And then he just continued it into the fall, into the winter. So he was doing cold therapy and swimming in the freezing cold while I, at the same time that I started trying Wim Hof method and we didn't know we were like, he didn't know I was doing that. I didn't know he was doing that. And he didn't even know who Wim Hof was at the time. Like he intuitively was just like, yeah, this feels good in my body, like being in the cold water. And now when I go home, we do, we do that together. Mm. And that's been amazing. It's been really healing for him. And um, yeah, my, my family, I'm so lucky because like they really are open-minded. They make fun of me too, though. Like, you know, I told, I'm like, oh, I'm having a, a birthday party. We're going to do like a breath work and it's cacao ceremony, ecstatic dance. And they're like, who would go to that? Like, <laughs> they're like, Me. what are you doing? 
what? Yeah, right. I'm like, my friends. They're like, what? It, what? What are you doing? Like, they're, but now they're definitely more, yeah, they see what I'm doing and I think that they to- totally get it. And my brothers, I mean, my brother Zane was like so uh, not into spirituality at all. And now, like, he's all about it and he's seeing synchronicity show up in his life and seeing how he's manifesting. It's so cool because I love seeing them take these tools and run with it and then see how it can really transform the way they feel, think, and experience the world. Mm. And so manifestation for you, you just mentioned Zane seeing those synchronicities. They have been huge for you too. Your manifestation video. I mean, I was like with a notepad, like this shit is crazy because that's such a buzzword right now. Right. So people talk about it all the time on social media. And unless you're investing in a course or you're doing your own, you know, reading, there are a lot of different, obviously ways to manifest, but I'd love to get your take on what manifestation is, the tools that you use to manifest and kind of how you manifested this beautiful place you're living. I can see, you know, you're in it now. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm still figuring it out. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) What? Because I kind of was that person that rolled my eyes at it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this this bullshit? You're going to, you know, I remember like my mom had us watch this. Actually, see, my mom was like on this. I'm like, wow, she really did. She had us watch The Secret when we were like 10 years old. She knew. But then it was just one of those things. It was like, oh, we watched it. And then, uh, yeah, um, The Secret. And then I was like, oh, what is this stupid secret? Like, <laughs> I literally was so, so like skeptical about it because I thought I always had this belief that like only action, like action gets you results. And then I realized that actually through my own experience of like grinding myself in the ground with trying to, with action, that that burned me out and it wasn't really giving me the results I wanted. And my mindset was all off. And so it all started when I started really working on my mindset and manifestation literally is, it's just like, it's a lot of psychology and also understanding your mindset because the way that we perceive and think about uh, the world really does can affect our reality and does affect the way we experience our reality and can affect the results. And so what really I think was a turning point as well is when I was doing witch school, I was reading this book called Real Magic. And I knew that there was some research on quantum physics and, you know, how certain things can like affect outcomes. And, but I didn't actually understand until I read that book, like how much research there is on how belief and intention literally affects outcomes. And they have these studies, um, quantum physics studies, and other studies that have been researched in the parapsychology industry, uh, realm. And that was eye-opening to read all this research and be like, what? Like, how the heck? But like, this is why manifestation works, um, is because when you are very clear on your intention and you have focus and that's what witchcraft is too it's literally just having some intention and then creating a sacred space where you can fully focus on that intention and use your attention and your focus to energetically call like feel that intention fully in your body that's i think a huge thing manifestation i've learned around manifestation is it really is about like feeling the things that you want to feel when you have the thing now in the present moment, because we, we want things because we think they're going to make us feel a certain way. 
Like we want a house because we think it's going to make us feel safe and secure and blah, blah, blah. We want a new car because we're going to feel something about ourselves. We want like this in our career because it's going to make us feel this way. So manifestation is literally, okay, well, if we want these things to feel these things, actually it's knowing that we have it, it's in our control and power to feel this now. Mm-hmm. And then actually when we bring that feeling of frequency into our field in the present, it magnetizes, attracts that future reality to us. So um, it's a practice for sure, because again, we always are having these subconscious things sort of in the way and that's important to to uncover and work through and it's really just training like anything um the way we work out at the gym I have the same like thing for training my mind I'm like I have to (laughs) I gotta do my mindset work I gotta get in my journal I have to like take the time to really do this like it's not I think that's why it works with the new home things because I was like doing it so much um, and, but it's also being completely unattached to the outcome. See, here's the thing. I'm like completely still trying to figure this out in no way. Am I like a, some manifestation expert? I'm just like, Oh shit, this worked. Let me try to do it with this. <laughs> like, uh, and I'm always trying to manifest and like, it's, and it's fun. It, I think it makes life more fun and more magical and you don't have to believe in it. It's literally like your choice. But for me, when I decide and believe that I can manifest what I want and my reality, then life becomes a lot more fun. And then I actually see that start to happen. And I'm like, ah, how is this a coincidence? Yeah. And I think even changing that little mindset where life is happening um, to you versus for you and you're an active creator in your life versus just letting things happen to you. Um, at the very base level, yeah, creates more fun, creates more ease and more pleasure. Now you mentioned mindset work, and I know you did that video where you talked to your own mindset coach. Mm-hmm. So how has that sort of, and I guess, did that happen during 2020? Yes. Right. So oh 2020, gosh. I know. So I've talked to a lot of people in the podcast, like 2020 was obviously fucking wild. Um, but for a lot of people, it made them slow down and, and take note of like what they really wanted in their life and, and work on the things that they maybe had been putting on the back burner. So is that sort of what you felt with that mindset coaching? And I think that's also when you went through witch school. Yeah, they were sort of, uh, learning about witchcraft and the mindset stuff was almost simultaneous. And I think they really work with each other. Um, they really helped me in so many ways. And the mindset coaching came into my life over the summer of 2020 when Christina, my mindset coach, just emailed me and she said, Hey, I think you would really benefit from this type of work. And I'm willing to give you some free sessions to Mm -hmm. like, just see, have you explore this? And and I'm like, I took at first, at first I was almost resistant to it. I'm like, who's this random coach? Like these life coaches, like <laughs> yeah. these life coaches are full of shit. Like I literally didn't, I, I was skeptical again, but I'm like, but she's offering me f- free sessions. Like I should do this. You know what I mean? So then we started working together at the end of the summer and I was, I quickly understood how transformative it could be. And that was huge for me during that year because I was, I did feel almost like in in a stuck place. Um, I've been living in this, I mean, yeah, 
I've been living in the same like tiny apartment, like in this tiny room doing all my videos, like shooting all the videos, editing for three years at that point. And well, like two and a half when I met her and that during it just became so clear during COVID, like being stuck in that space, like this space is just like not supportive for me anymore. Um, and there was like violent, like just violent yelling outside my apartment every night and assaults and um there was like construction outside that was so loud and aggressive and it just became, it it just spiraled into like a situation that was very unsupportive for my mental health, but I felt really stuck. I'm like, how am I going to, I'm still just trying to make YouTube work. Like I'm still not even barely making enough money to support myself on YouTube. Like how am I going to get some nice new home or do all these things and I felt a little stuck with the channel and I got burnt out and like the burnout thing is like a cycle that just keeps repeating and I think I'm finally getting to a place with hiring that is going to actually help me overcome it but again this is all like an ongoing journey for sure but the mindset thing the mindset coaching really helped me just take back my power take back control and be like actually no like I can create all of the the reality I want to create can happen and then all sorts of cool stuff started happening like when I started working with her and I was just like attracting like magnetic I was just a magnet for all these opportunities and I've even I've had to say no to things like that's the other thing that I learned from with Christina is you know I I would get these opportunities I'm like shit like I'm dumb if I don't take this, but also I don't know if I feel like I should right now or like all this stuff, you know what I mean? And I even got, I got like a free trip to Costa Rica, which was crazy. I've been back there like three times since then. Um, But then, yeah, it was, it was wild, like all sorts of things just coming, coming to me. And um, that was huge for 2020 because I was, I think a lot, a lot of people like it it was, I don't know, everybody dealt with last year differently. And for some that like being inside the home thing was really supportive for me. Like it it wasn't necessarily like that. It was kind of made me more stuck and stagnant. And, and then it was working with her that, that really helped me break out of it. So that was hugely hugely helpful and now I'm even like damn I need to get back into it because I um, did her group coaching and then I was like taking a break and I just noticed the difference when I'm not doing it and when I am mm-hmm. absolutely and I love that you mentioned burnout too because I think as a journalist um, which is what I do uh, burnout especially in 2020 was like oh god everything and then I think for a content creator like yourself um, burnout has to be something that you are constantly battling with the fact that like social media these days is like create, create, create like more, 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 more. Mm. How do you, um, you know, wrestle with that? Are there things that you do to beat burnout yourself? Oh man, I'm just always working on this. And I studied journalism in the news industry. So like, I totally, oh my God, I totally understand. It's like ruthless. Um, and and the content creator is we're almost doing kind of similar work flows because yes social media is literally like create 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 and it's so demanding Mm -hmm. and that's not like I personally don't I kind of wish we lived in a world without it like I don't really like it but at the same time I'm like I love 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 that I can 
create art and then just put it out there and then I'm, you know, in control of that and I can just put it on YouTube and I don't have to go through any gatekeepers and I love the freedom with it, but I love YouTube because I get to make these like documentary style things and mm-hmm. post them. I don't like TikTok because that doesn't feel fun to me. Like a 15 second, one minute, I'm like, uh, no, I want to make a, I want to make a masterpiece. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to make like documentaries, you know? And so that's why I love YouTube. And then with YouTube shorts, I'm like, God damn. They're just turning this into another TikTok. Like, no, this is the one place. Like, give me like one thing. Um, so yeah, no, no. So I, I feel like the burnout thing is like so cyclical because and I really am trying to get to the next place of having it be more sustainable because what would happen is I mean, I can go pretty hard for a long time, but then there comes a point where I feel like I've almost been in a perpetual burnout, like low level, just under the radar burnout because mm-hmm. I just have to keep going, but like it's there underneath everything. And I don't, I haven't necessarily taken a proper time to reset. You know, I take like a little bit of time and then uh, I get back in and then it's just the same pattern. So now what I've realized is super important is um, even if it means in the short term, you know, I am having a big expense for my business. Like I have to hire an editor and that also has been super <laughs> uh, challenging for me to let go of because I have a lot of pride around editing my own videos. I have like this ego thing around it because I think people assume women are just like not good at technical things like that. You know, there's like this um, stereotype that, Oh, like she wouldn't be able to edit her own videos. I'm like, no, bitch, I do. Like, <laughs> I edit all of these things and I put in a lot of time and I built this skill set over years and years and hours and hours. Like, I'm fast at editing. I'm good at it. I love, you know, I love it. But to do it at the pace and all the other things, it's like, I cannot, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, outsourcing that is going to be a huge step for me and overcoming this, like, these, these patterns, these old patterns of burnout that I keep coming up against. Um, so I'm not going to say I'm the best person to ask about like <laughs> overcoming it, but I'm getting there, you know? And I think for me, it is like, I, I do. And in so many ways practice what I preach when it comes to taking care of myself. Like every day I'm exercising, I'm going to yoga. Um, I eat really well. I'm definitely have been way better about sleep. Like that was always the one thing that was a little bit you know, off was like not getting enough sleep, but I've been way like huge improvements in terms of how much I sleep. Um, and I really do take time to be in community and to go on barefoot hikes and to do all the things in the videos. Like I'm doing all that. Like I'm actually doing it and I incorporate all of these things. Um, so, you know, I definitely feel like all of that helps support me and do, cause I mean, yeah, being a content creator is a massive energy output. So if I wasn't doing all those things, like I wouldn't be able to keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm work, I'm learning to more so like work on how do I, uh, how do I have this be sustainable so that my creativity can be more open? Because when you're just constantly doing, 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 editing, editing, editing to get the next one, the next video out, my creativity gets so, so like stuck and, and I can't let it flow. And so 
yeah, um, I'm definitely always working on that. But I think just making sure that every day I'm doing these things that really support my physical and mental health. Um, I mean, I meditate, you know, all the stuff in the videos. I'm doing all that, you know, um, and, and it's and it's not rigid. It's what I feel I need at certain times in the month. I need yoga. I need to sleep yeah. more. At other times I want to do hit training and I want to go do hikes. Um, at other times of the month, I want to be, it's again, working with my cycle. I'm learning yeah. to work more with like the, the cycle of my body and how that intersects with nature. And that's been super supportive for me. Mm, yeah. Same thing for me too. Um, with my, my period. So I went off of birth control like a year ago or more at this point and trying to figure out like when I do podcast interviews versus when I edit the podcast versus with work, I do a weekly healthy living segment. So I only shoot those during certain parts of my cycle. And then I'll edit like everything in my luteal phase. Right. Um, when I just feel very like nitpicky. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to know kind of just as a final thought, like what would you tell yourself three, five years ago, like that sky versus like this guy now? Ooh, yeah. Uh, that's a great, great question. Mm, hire an editor. No. <laughs> I would tell, well, that's funny because at the time I was working full time. I probably could have with the money I was making with my real job, you know, but anyways, no, um, I'll give you a better answer. <laughs> um, I just think that that girl like didn't know her worth, like in so many ways, I'm still understanding my worth and my value and trying to own that. And sometimes I I still feel like, damn, in that situation, I just, why did I give all my power away? Like, but I think I'm learning it more and more. And and it comes with also being fully expressed in myself and being again, unapologetic about who I am uh, and owning who I am. But I, I would say, I would just like shake that girl and be like, you have so much to give like you're you have so much value and worth and like own it do not let anyone take that away um and yeah I mean I'm I'm still working on that but I've come so far in that in that area and and um I am very excited about I think the the new like bravery I found in just being even more unapologetic about my expression like yep this is me take it or leave it if you don't like it I don't really give a fuck because like this is this is who I am and I I feel good about who I am Mm -hmm. I love that well thank you very much for talking with me and thank you so much for sharing all of your YouTube videos like those of us who live in very rural parts of the country like me we like live for this so we're seeing all the things you're doing I'm loving uh, loving all of it. So is there anything else Yay. that you want to share that we didn't get to talk about? Hmm. Wow. That's, I love to hear that. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, I, I would like to say that of course I'm living in LA, like the Mecca of these things and I'm going to all these locations and finding all these people, but I feel that you can find the spiritual community anywhere. It's just sometimes like, I don't know. I'm working on how can I, how can I have that be something that's supportive? Like how can I create a network of people to find each other? Um, you know, that's something I really want to do because I see that, but there's, 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 there's opportunity to attract the, 
people you want to surround yourself with anywhere. And it just, again, takes like believing that's possible. Mm. I love that. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Wow. I loved that interview. She has so much energy, so much just raw authenticity, love. And I feel like you can really hear that in her voice that she is super passionate about everything she does. Again, you can find Sky on Instagram at Sky Cowens, which is S-K-Y-C-O-W-A-N-S. I'll, of course, put a link in the show notes. You can also find her on YouTube at her Sky Life channel. I'll put a link to her Patreon as well. And again, please check out some of those videos that I post in the episode notes below because they're the ones that were kind of my entry-level obsession which led to my obsession with Sky's channel. You can connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. If you know someone who would be an excellent guest on the podcast, if you yourself would like to come on the podcast and speak about anything, spirituality, sexuality, wellness, empowerment, mysticism, shoot me an email at the Light Within Podcast at gmail.com. You can support this podcast by downloading, sharing, rating, reviewing it, and just sending it to someone you love. Remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'll see you next time.